Welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours and light it up, not only do you light up inside, and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow others to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give, both to yourself and to the people around you. The Spark to Your Success podcast is designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little bit of insight and to bring a little positivity into your day. So welcome to this episode for young people and of course the young at heart. Great to have you here. If you listened to the episode last week, you'll have heard me talk about perfection, uh, being a perfectionist and how it is like the worst standard ever. And so we were raising the standard from the rubbish standard of impossible perfection to the brilliant standard of excellence instead. So I trust that you gave yourself permission to be human. And um, instead of striving for an impossible goal, you went out there and became the best possible version of you you could be last week. Part of the trap of perfection or being a perfectionist is that we become very judgmental, both of ourselves and of the people around us. It is so easy to judge, right? We make snap judgments all the time about things, about situations, and yes, about people too. And it doesn't actually make them correct judgments, does it, right? In fact, how many times have you made an instant decision about an event, something that happened or a person only to discover later that you were actually wrong and then you felt really bad about it. That ever happened? I know, me too. When we judge ourselves or other people harshly or unfairly, it damages the relationship that we have both with ourselves, our self-esteem, our self-worth and with those people that we're judging too. So what sparked this episode? Well, I was driving down to Bristol on Sunday afternoon and listening to an audiobook, as you do, to pass the journey. And the author of that book was talking about being judgmental. She was asking the listeners of the book to think about how judgmental were they and to rate themselves on a scale of one to ten about their judgmentalness. (laughs) And I thought, gosh... I don't even know where to begin with that. I don't think I'm very judgmental these days. It's like a really hard score to give. And I was kind of pondering on that. Was my thinking, I'm not very judgmental these days? Was I missing something? Or was that a judgment in itself? And then just as I'm pondering it, right, thinking I don't even know where to score myself, like literally two minutes later, a driver overtook me, weaving between like a number of cars, headed for the exit, which he just about made by the skin of his teeth, causing many brake lights and many cursings in cars, I'm sure, as he did so. And I thought, wow, really? Oh my gosh, really? You would just put all those people in danger just because you weren't paying attention and you nearly missed the exit? Wow. Wow. Really? And then I thought, oh no, oh my gosh, that's me judging. (laughs) I have no clue who that person is or why they might have been distracted or in a hurry and desperate not to miss that exit. I just judged them right off the bat and judged the heck out of them. Hmm, Maybe I'm more of a judge than I think. And um, maybe that's self-judgment that I'm more of a judge than I think. I don't know. But actually, 
I do judge myself often too. So I think I need to go back to that score on the scale of one to 10. Where would I rate myself? Maybe I could score that a little bit more easily now. Now, in the case of the driver on the motorway, he had no clue what I thought or how quickly I judged his behaviour. He may have had his own self-judgment about what other people were saying because of what he did or not. Who knows? I'm sure there were plenty of people who witnessed that little escapade that had many judgments. But I'd like to think that, well, certainly my thoughts didn't have an impact on him. But energetically, I don't know that because I don't know what his self-talk might have been either. Maybe I got away with it because he didn't see or hear my opinion, but that's often not the case, is it, with the people around us? Even if you haven't said a word out loud, we know when we're being judged, right? You're standing there and you're thinking, am I being judged? Is that personal, That pe- those group of people judging me? What the heck? They don't even know me. Who are they to judge me? They have no clue who I am. Like, if that's what they think, out of here. And if you can leave physically, you will. And if you can't leave physically, you just close off, don't you? just shut down. Like, la, 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 not listening. Nobody's getting in. I am done with you people. So (laughs) my thing for today is this. Write this down. The moment that you judge someone, you lose the ability to influence them and appreciate their gifts. Let me say that again. The moment that you judge someone, you lose the ability to influence them and appreciate their gifts. And that includes when you judge yourself too. So catch yourself in the moment of judging and hold that thought for a second. And then not judge yourself for judging, but change the thought to one of curiosity. Something like this. I wonder what would make such a great human do something like that or say something like that because then we can support them rather than just judge the heck out of them give them a label and then that's it we don't have to understand right so support them don't judge them when they do something that goes against your values your standards it annoys you offends you or just plain irritates you stop and be curious because it's the easiest thing in the world to criticise. He didn't say good morning to me. He's so rude. She didn't offer me a drink. So selfish. He got home from work last night and just sat in front of the TV. He's so lazy. She's always putting more lipstick on. So conceited. (laughs) He's always fooling around. He's just so shallow. What a show off. Do you know what? She just threw that whole pack away just because she didn't like it. She's so wasteful. And on and on and on, like we could go on for ages with so many more examples of how we judge people throughout the day. And so as we stop and we look at their faults, because that's what we're doing, right? We look at their faults. Does it make you feel superior in some way? Does it allow you to feel better about yourself? I'm just wondering why we do that, me included. It doesn't feel good, actually, when you judge somebody, does it? And it certainly doesn't feel good when you judge yourself. So we're looking for the evidence to support the label we just gave them rather than looking for the positive intention of the person in the action. Maybe the assumption made in the judgment isn't correct. Perhaps there's a different reason for the behaviour we just witnessed. And if we could stop and hold that moment of judgment, we could be curious about the intention rather than just sticking a label on it. 
So let me tell you a little story. Andrew was a young man who came on one of our youth courses with us. Uh, At the time, he was 16. He'd just left school and had been fortunate enough to find a job doing some manual work, even at 16. It wasn't a job that he enjoyed, but it was a job. So at least it gave him a little bit of money in his pocket and a little bit of independence. During the course, Andrew, I have to say, was the most disruptive delegate in the room on that course. He was constantly talking loudly, inappropriately, interrupting, attention-seeking. He wasn't listening to the speaker uh, or to the other delegates in the room because he was just thinking about how he could be in the spotlight next. He persistently interrupted with comments about going to the pub and how much he drank and how much he wanted a drink. His diet was appalling and consisted mainly of sugar, fizzy drinks and caffeine and, oh, according to Andrew, beer. (laughs) He was not, surprisingly, fit. Uh, He was overweight. He was very unfit, had a poor complexion and he was just lethargic much of the time. Andrew's behaviour was not only challenging for the speakers and the leaders of the course, but it was annoying to the other students as well, so much so, but by the afternoon of even the first day, they physically segregated themselves from him by moving their chairs well away from his. So like in the middle of the circle, there was a big gap and he was just sitting there all by himself. Now, I'm pretty sure that by now, you've probably made some assumptions or judgments about Andrew too. Perhaps you think he's lacking in social skills or that he's rude or arrogant. That would be easy, easy to go down that route. Maybe you've decided that he's uneducated and he only thinks about himself. Maybe he just likes to be the centre of attention all the time. I wonder if, like the other delegates on that course, you would have got fed up of his behaviour quickly and moved your seat (laughs) or maybe challenged him about it. You would have been forgiven for asking him to be quiet. Many of the students did and to keep his comments for himself. Not that he took any notice of those requests, by the way. You might even have considered asking him to leave as he was causing so much disruption. In your judgment, you could easily have dismissed him and as a no-hoper. Many of the others in the room actually already did. And he absolutely knew and felt those judgments. In their dismissal of Andrew, all the other people in that room, but other people like his parents, his teachers, his friends, his even his boss in the job that he has and the people who worked with him never got to see the incredible gifts and resources and strengths that Andrew actually has. His presenting behaviour blinded them, preventing them from seeing beyond the facade of all that attention-seeking and they missed the view into his heart. When I took the trouble to actually give him the attention that he so desperately needed, and I do mean needed, not just wanted, in a coaching session later that day when there was just me and him and I could give him all of the attention that he needed one-on-one, I discovered that Andrew was actually just like the most amazing soul. He'd just been given some really disempowering beliefs about himself uh, that he heard so often from others that he had actually turned them into his truth and thought that was his identity. 
His parents had split up when he was young and he lived with his mum and his stepfather who treated treated him, well, to be honest, with disdain and unfortunately were emotionally abusive to him. He still saw his real dad, but his real dad, after his marriage had broken up, had become an alcoholic and so was often in no fit state and not sober enough to appreciate Andrew's company. The emotional abuse and lack of attention from both sides of the family had just taken its toll on Andrew, on his confidence, on his self-esteem, to the point where, where it was hard to find either of those things in him at all. Not that they weren't there. They just had got massively dampened down. He truly believed that there was nothing good about him and his lack of self-worth actually put him at risk because he truly didn't care what happened to him. It was really quite concerning. Whether he lived or died, although he wasn't suicidal, he just had no regard for his own safety either. He just so wanted to be accepted and loved that his drinking and talk of drinking was just his way of attempting to be noticed by his father. And he used that to kind of be noticed by people around him as well. He just wanted to have something in common with his dad so he could hang out with him and feel that he was wanted. If you've ever read anything about or studied NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, you'll know that one of the many presuppositions of NLP is that people are not their behaviours. That is so true for Andrew. It's like, okay, love the person, change the behaviour. Right? The behaviour is an outward symptom of an unmet need. So how do we meet the need? For Andrew, after receiving some positive attention, because we have a need for love and connection and we have a need for significance or freedom to be me. (laughs) And actually, across the four days of that particular course, some tough love in terms of dealing with his limiting beliefs and his behavioural patterns, Andrew shows up in his life and the lives of others very, very differently today. If you meet Andrew today, actually, Who you'll see is a confident, caring, responsible young man who actually looks after his health much more proactively than he did. You will be greeted with a great big smile and compliments and eagerness to help and probably even a big hug when he gets to know you. He can tell you his strengths and his gifts if you take the trouble to ask him and he is consistently taking steps towards reaching various goals that he's now set for his life. One of Andrew's dreams was to become a landscape gardener and after the course he enrolled at a local college uh, to do a course to learn the necessary skills to be a landscape gardener. The college though was about 24 miles away from where he lived so he took the bus each day. He was so committed to completing the course that one day when for some reason the bus wasn't running as usual he got on his bike, cycled 24 miles there and back And he said to me, all I kept thinking was that TJ said, if you want something badly enough, you'll find a way. So I did. (laughs) Bless him. So set people up to win and watch them excel beyond your expectations when you just stop judging and instead be curious. What would make such a great human behave that way? How can I support them to be the amazing person that they are and shine instead of feel as if they have to shrink into nothingness? So is there someone 
in your life that at some time didn't live up to your standards, to your values for some reason. So right, I mean, go grab a piece of paper and a pen. So you might have to pause me or get a notepad on your phone or your tablet and write down who that person was or people if you're a professional judge and you judge everybody. (laughs) Write down, who are they and how did they fall short of the mark in your eyes and you caused them to judge and what label did you give them? Annoying, lazy, stupid, thoughtless, self, I don't know, what labels did you give them? What judgments and assumptions did you make about them? before you even gave them a chance to show you who they really were. What else could have really been going on for them? Because like that guy on the motorway that day, maybe his wife had just rang him to tell him she'd gone into labour and he was like, oh my gosh, I have to be at the hospital right now. Maybe he had a call from somebody who just had an accident and he needed to go and be with them. We don't know what those circumstances were. So sometimes we have to give people the benefit of the doubt, like what else could have really been going on? And how could you then support them by setting them up to win instead of labelling them? They're great questions, right? So I hope you wrote those down. They will appear on the blog site, uh, on the website, on the blog, uh, as it gets uh, transcribed and put up there for you. But pause me, replay me. Let me say those questions again for you. Who did you judge? Like, what was that person's name? And what label did you give them? What judgments and assumptions did you make about them? What else could have really been going on? And how can you support them by setting them up to win instead? So as we go forward into the next week, let's be kind instead of judgy. And let's see what a difference it makes to how people react around you, to your relationship with yourself and your family and your friends. For more information and inspiration, go and hop over to www.backcontractteens.com and find the blog page. Put your comments, thoughts, findings and questions into the comment sections and share any hints or tips with other young people too. I'd love to hear your thoughts and of course answer any questions that you have. You've been listening to me, TJ Dow, on this, the Spark to Your Success podcast. Please share it with your friends and family. And if you're enjoying it, please do leave us a positive review. Until next week, have fun. Bye for now.